Hello everyone, uh, welcome to another edition of the Christian Bible Study Ministry. Um, I hope you all are having a blessed day, or a blessed night, depending on, of course, uh, where you're at in the world. Uh, things are going pretty good here, uh, more or less. Uh, of course, this weather is a little, uh, it's a little uncomfortable being here in the south but that's the summertime for you here um the subject uh we will be uh covering uh in this program uh today uh it's something that i've heard some uh people say sometimes it's and it's along the lines of uh you better not let jesus catch you doing this or that you know the implication being that uh, uh, you're not going to be uh, taken up in the rapture, or you know you're going to miss out on heaven. Uh, uh, and that is something. Well, that's just what I've been led to uh, cover uh, in this uh, episode. So, uh, have you ever had someone tell you that Jesus better not catch you doing something? Uh, have they told you how uh, have they told you how your relationship with the Holy Spirit is uh, I would say that they have not told you how your relationship with the Holy Spirit truly is because uh, I would say that they don't have a true understanding of that relationship uh, today we will be covering Hebrews chapter 10 verses 10 through 14 uh, if you have your Bible uh, you can see that it reads uh, and by that will we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Day after day every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again he offers the same sacrifices which can never take away the sins. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God and since that time he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being uh, who are being made holy. Um, in the Old Testament, when a person sinned, a sacrifice of a certain kind had to be made to atone for the sin, whatever kind of sin it was. Um, the sacrifices were different for uh, certain sins. Uh, these sacrifices were offered daily. Uh, the work of the priest was never done. Never done. It went on without ceasing. Uh, the priest would die, and uh, another would take his place, and it would just keep, the pattern would just keep on repeating itself. Uh, the blood of animals was never enough to forgive sin and to restore us to God. And I thought, this is because the animal obviously was incapable of sin, so it was not a it, it was not an acceptable or it was not capable of uh having the sins of man put on it because it was because the animal itself was not a human being and you know so we could never be restored to god by strictly by animal sacrifices these were a foreshadowing of what Jesus would do for us uh, 
uh, on Calvary. You know, but then Jesus, then came Jesus, who was a man without sin, and was offered once and for all time a sacrifice. This one sacrifice was and is never to be repeated, because it was enough to pay for all sin. And so, you know, this is made, uh, this is brought out by the fact that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, uh, and he is waiting for, um, for the day of judgment when the lost will when the lost will be judged. So he is not you know, he is not offering a sacrifice anymore because his one sacrifice was enough to pay for it all. Uh, you know, you you know, you remember when Jesus died, or just shortly before he gave up the ghost, he said, "It, it is finished." He was referring to his work, his sacrifice. You know, he will not be dying again. He doesn't need to die again because his one sacrifice that he gave, even though part of him did not want to do it, he gave that sacrifice for all of us, people all the way from Adam all the way up until whoever the last person that will be born. He gave that sacrifice for us. So he doesn't need to die again because it just isn't, you know, it's not necessary. So all sins, by definition, have been, have been paid for. All we have to do is to accept that forgiveness. You know, it's not like, a, and because if you had to ask for forgiveness for every little sin that you've committed, it would be like, right, it would be just like to having to go to the priest in the Old Testament and have him offer a sacrifice. And to think that you would have to do that is to dishonor Christ, if you think about it, because his one sacrifice, it, it was the ultimate bloodshed. It was the ultimate shedding of blood because no other person in the history of this world has ever lived the life that Jesus did. He was a sinless person. He was the only sinless person. So for his blood to be shed is indeed the ultimate shedding of innocent blood because his blood was totally innocent. He took on the sins that all, that all human beings in history have ever committed and will commit. They were all placed on him at that one small period of time on that cro when he was on that cross. Uh, wow, that's, you know, it's so simple. It's so very, 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 very simple when you think about it. Again, his death paid for it all. And uh, it says... We have, uh, he has perfected forever those who are being made holy. Well, what this means is that uh, when we accept Christ, we of course receive the Holy Spirit. And uh, the Holy Spirit uh, does not leave us. So, by the presence of the Holy Spirit in our, uh, in our lives... 
even though we might not feel him sometimes, you know, for whatever reasons, our own sins or just whatever, um, we are being made holy through the influence of the Holy Spirit. We have been made holy, declared righteousness by the acceptance by our accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior. But it is also the fact of the presence, the continuing presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives that we are also being that we are being made holy because God is trying to draw us or refine us into a uh, you know a more uh, to an image of Christ, of Christ that is uh, more perfect we will never achieve that perfection in this life because we can't eradicate sin we're always going to sin you know, every day, you know, we are going to sin, but yet we are still, uh, we are still being sanctified by the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's awesome. If you, that that it's really awesome if you think about it. See, our perfection has already happened. It says He has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Uh, when a person Except uh, Jesus Christ, this is what this is saying. They have been declared righteous before God. Their sins are forgiven. They are already perfected and declared righteous by their faith. You know, by their faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. Think about it. And uh, we are told that I'm gonna, this is something that uh, is brought up uh, often when discussing the subject. We are told in First John chapter one verse nine that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us. We as Christians, you know, uh, get mud on this just about every day, I imagine. Uh, but when we confess our sins, the Lord washes that mud off of us, and we are able to have fellowship with Him. And uh, this is because when we repent from that sin, we are not letting it quench the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I do believe that this is uh, this passage is talking about uh, uh, our fellowship with God, because um, our you know our righteousness. It is not our righteousness; it's the righteousness of Christ that we have uh, that covers us. You know, it's like a, uh, a white robe, pure white, you know, and that is what enables us to um, have a relationship with God. Um, it is talking about uh, the fact that when we fall down, you know, and when we get dirty, while we're down in that muck, we can't have a proper fellowship with God until we confess our sins and... Uh, repent from that you know and he is he helps you know it's the spiritual muck that is that we accumulate when we get like that God washes it off he heals us from whatever you know he he helps to restore us and uh, it's he is faithful and just to forgive us and uh, we read in Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25 that he ever liveth and 
is thus able to make intercession for us, shutting out the accusations of the enemy and proclaiming we are his. He is able to uh, he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to him by the Father, and he is able to make intercession for us continually because he lives forever. So he's not like the old priest, the priest in the Old Testament, who, uh, as any other ordinary human being would, you know, they they died eventually. So, but Jesus, on the other hand, lives forever, and so he is able to continually and forevermore make intercession for us. He is a superior priest. He is not bound by any kind of human limitations because he is God himself. And, uh, you know, you must, con uh, and, uh, you must also consider one very important uh, other fact, and that is that Jesus told his people then and now that he would be with them and us always to the end of the world. He said this knowing that we will sin. Uh, he does not abandon us, though we, will f though, though we fall into the muck of life. Uh, he does not abandon us or leave us every time we sin. Instead, he offers his hand to help us up. Though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises up. And something... Uh, uh, you know about the number seven the number seven in the Bible means completeness or perfection so even though a righteous man has fallen seven times or totally or he has totally fallen down is he's messed up it's some you know he's done something very bad he is able to rise up and that is because of the power of Jesus Christ the superior priest he makes intercession for that person that's wonderful, isn't it? I've fallen down like that. And I'm sure you have too, but yet Jesus is there ahead of time knowing that we are going to do that particular sin or whatever, and yet he has already forgiven us for those sins, and so he is already there to help us, to encourage us and reassure us that is his nature and so the only way uh, in I will say this in closing the only way that you could ever have that type of help and that relationship with God is if you have Jesus Christ if you don't have Jesus Christ then you have nothing and can never have anything and um, the book of Romans says to us that if we believe in our mouth, or if we can believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, we shall be saved. Belief starts in the heart. True, genuine belief starts in your heart, people. If the Holy Spirit is drawing you to salvation, yield to Him. You'll know beyond the shadow of a doubt. I can tell you this from personal experience. When I, from when I got saved, you will know that the you will know that the Holy Spirit is talking to you, convicting you of the truth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that you need Him in order to be saved. And uh, it's very true. What you like, I'm sure you've seen the pictures of, 
you know, the, the paintings of Jesus standing outside someone's door uh, house, if you look at that picture, you will notice that there's no doorknob on the outside. The only way that he can come in is if you let him in. He wants to come in and help you and encourage you and strengthen you and most important of all, save you. Because God is not willing that any should perish. But we have to accept him. We have to accept that offer of salvation. He is not going to force us to make, to uh, accept that offer. There's some people who think that we can't resist it, but the fact is, salvation can be resisted. And it's sad when people do that because they have no hope after that. And uh, but once you accept Jesus Christ, you will have the powerful gift of the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, in your life. And I can tell you, people. You're going to have a hard, you will have a hard time because of your Christian faith, but it is much better to have the hard time than to not have Jesus Christ. Because to have, to not have Jesus Christ, you have no hope. But I'm going to end this program uh, today for now, and uh, I hope and I hope and pray that this has been a blessing to you all, and I pray that wherever you're at in the world that you will be blessed. And uh, because, hey, we all need to be blessed, don't we? And uh, that is all for now.